1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. We're also on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe and tell a friend. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello, guys. And the game that brought with it so much promise because it banned Bayliss from saying Samedo's name ever again. Um, but I'm going I'm to start with... The people that went, if you don't mind, Harry, um, because we're plastic oh. armchair fans. So um, I'll, I'll start with you, Bayliss. Um, it was a big one for you out with the um, Scottish father-in-law. Um, there was promise of heroin and pints and curries last week. <laughs> How did it go for you in the end? Two out of three ain't bad, as uh, Meatloaf once sang. Um, heroin and pints. The heroin and the pints. <laughs> <laughs> no um, curry, unfortunately. To be honest, if you come to watch one Wolves game, you couldn't have picked probably a worse game of football it was staggeringly bad I can't really think of anything we did and we didn't even get that overly mashed it wasn't like a home game where we had 30 pints and can't <laughs> remember kickoff like it just just nothing happened it wasn't a very good game they had a Norwich had a couple of chances and a good team would have put Wolves away but I don't know what happened there are some players that you have to question their commitment after it it was just so weak just so weak 
Um, Jack, last week I probably jinxed it by saying I think they are one of the worst teams um, <laughs> in the Premier League of recent years. Uh, I do stand by that. Um, Bayless made the point there of um, a better team would have put Wolves to bed. But do Norwich look a little bit rejuvenated under uh, Dean Smith? Yeah, I think there is that. And I think uh, they've definitely got the new manager bounce uh, because you've seen that in their recent results. They have picked up. There's no no, no denying that, really. Yeah. I think it was also partly my fault as well because after the West Ham game on this podcast last week, I said, I really just can't wait for Norwich. I, I can't wait to go again. I was really just sort of um, energised by the last home performance. And all round, it couldn't have been a worse day, really. It was, it was, well, I suppose it could have been worse. We could have lost, actually. But it was just, it was a tough, it was a tough slog from start to finish. Bloody freezing. There was mm. lots of obviously travel trouble, particularly for the people coming from the West Midlands, because a quarter of inches of snow in this country just can't cope. So straight away, a lot of the people we were meeting didn't really get there till just before kickoff because they were stuck in traffic. What or, time did they set off, Jack? I think they set off at quarter to eight, and they got there about two o'clock. Which I know we've done oh similar things to Norwich God. before, but they were just stuck stuck on the motorway for for hours. So straight away, our plans are a bit disjointed and we obviously you do, don't get as much in the mood. And I think it's sort of reflected in the atmosphere that there was people missing. People have had a long day there. There were empty spaces and it was just flat, really. Everything was flat mm-hmm. about it. The fans were flat. The 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 weather was flat. And the uh, overall on the pitch, the performance was just flat, really. And we created very little and arguably Norwich would def- definitely edged it on being the better team and had the better chances to win. And going forward, we you know we just offered nothing. The two wingers just—I don't think they did anything. And mm-hmm. there's a real, real worry now for me that I don't want to be one of these teams that suddenly turns into being really, really good world beaters at home and just terrible away because the last few away performances just haven't really just sparked any confidence at all. So that's that's my own worry really. The positives are that we didn't lose when we, we you know possibly could have done, but. I think since we've come up, we've been one of these teams that it doesn't matter whether we're at home or away. We try and compete. I don't know what's quite going wrong with, with with the way we're setting up or whether it's, you know, probably to do with the way we're setting up and the tactics really, but it's just not working. And then some of the some of the substitutions, like the baffling, you bring Traore on when the great game's been crying out for him. Your two wingers have created nothing. And you put him in his position for two minutes and play him right wing back. And he's just like, there's nothing happening there. So... It was just a, a bizarre day all round, really. It's definitely not going to live uh, long in the memory of, as one of the good away days. Um, Harry, we were singing Pedence's praises, weren't we, last week, saying how integral he is to the side. Um, he then tested positive for coronavirus, so inevitably missed out. And then again, we're seeing Trincao come in and, and it's one of those games, I think, where Traore needs to play a, a bigger part than he did. Yeah, it was gutting that Pedence was out. Definitely. And as, as Jack's already mentioned, Trinkow didn't do much. But I want to try and be positive because we were on cloud nine, weren't we? After uh, West Ham and we're still sixth in the league. <laughs> but we offered nothing going forward. But the positive is we kept a clean sheet. The defence did OK against Saar. Got the king of the match. Budweiser king of the match. And we're going to have off days, especially with the size of our squad. And with not much rotation to be done. Options off the bench. They're going to have off days and just look, we didn't lose. It reminded me a bit of the Palace one, but this time we didn't lose. So we're still six. Yeah. Some bad performances. I, I, I mean, it was boring to watch. It reminded me of, um, do you know, Mike Bassett, England manager, when they play Egypt and it's nil-nil. And like the, the, the goalkeeper's leaning on the post and the fans are yawning. It was a bit like that watching it on the telly. So, yeah, bad day at the office, but we didn't lose, I suppose. And Norwich are on the up, as you mentioned. Well, they're, uh, they're knackered because they've got no one to score a goal. 
a, a, the half decent striker would have finished yeah. that game. Pookie should have scored the one. I remember oh, that. They were, they were awful. I mean, the, and you're talking about it being flat. The Norwich fans were flat until they had a chance in about the 60th minute. It was absolutely silent. I think it's just... it is hard to get up when it's like that cold in it. I think and mm. it's uh, it's not really a glamour tie for either team, is it? Um, so I, I can see why, and I, I do honestly think, particularly with our fans, that the travel disruption didn't help because it just makes it a really long day. Really, mm. like the people the people we met with who came from the Midlands, they didn't get back until like eleven o'clock. And I know Norwich is a pain in the arse to get to. It's one game that you don't want sort of unplanned snow to appear overnight oh, to get to. It's Norwich in it, and that's really right. has did screw a few people. Snow, I told uh, you that about Finners, didn't I? Did I tell you that on WhatsApp? It's coaches. Oh yeah, what coaches happened with that? So he, I went on when I went on Cannot Rules coaches with him to Leicester actually the first game, and he goes on them every away game. Finn pretty much goes to, and he always uses them. But obviously in Cannock, it's quite high up in it, above sea level, so it was absolutely smashing down with snow. And he said one of the bushes buses crashed. And then they cancelled the other two, and I think Telford Walls also got cancelled. So you just knew from then when you wake up at eight, like you know about eight in the morning, you see all the coaches get cancelled. I think that just set the tone for the day for the from a Walls point of view, didn't it? That is quite literally walking in Telford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Bayless edge in possession. I think at fifty-seven percent in Walls' favour, but only two shots on goal compared to Norwich's four. I, yeah, have you seen that Simpsons episode where um, they all go and watch the football match? And they're just passing it around, but the Mexican <laughs> yeah. commentator is like, "He passes, he passes again." <laughs> it's like summed it up like that. Like he was trying to, there was nothing to get excited about. It was so bad. Um, like, the only positive is, as Jack said, we didn't lose. That is literally the positive to take yeah. from it. If we'd have lost one nil in the last minute, it would have been the worst game of all time. I'm struggling I mean, that... to remember what. So I'm struggling to remember what the shots were. I know Eight Nuri had a daisy cutter that technically hit the target. What was the other one? Jimenez had um, a shot first half where Eight Nuri like crossed it into him. He like half volleyed it over Norwich's stand into and that, that, the scene. And that was it. That's just mm. depressing, isn't it? Really, it was. It was just uh, one of those those games where there's just nothing to remember. I mean, I haven't watched back the highlights because I thought, what's the point? There aren't going to be any. So I didn't watch much of the day or anything because I thought I've had 90 minutes of that in the freezing cold. There's They'd no have way done I'm well. more of it. A, a low light was obviously Nevers getting booked, wasn't it? That just put salt in the wounds. Now yeah. he's banned to go for the next one. So Anyone yeah. showing highlights did well to find three minutes in there. There wasn't three minutes. Yeah. I mean, the highlight of the day genuinely was the chicken wings in Brewdog. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You went all the way to Norwich and then you went to have well, chicken put, wings oh, in Brewdog. Well, they put oh, us well, in, well where, where's well, the they culture? They put us in the Premier Inn. There's Bar. the bottom of the Premier Inn, sort of opposite the, the the river, just opposite the train station, which is a uh, that's like the go to away club, uh, away pub, and uh, it's not the best. So Dan and I, it was actually a good master stroke by Dan for once, because you know he's like he's got an idea in his head. He wants me to walk five miles in the pouring down of snow, and they're going to yeah. not let us in anyway. But Plate of hot cheese and out, pickles. Yeah. It turned turned out to be a great call because the the beer was better and the food was better, and it you know just went really well and. Obviously, we've got hipster haircuts, so they let us in straight away. It's fine. <laughs> the, the, the beer in wherever the away pub, whatever it was called in the Premier Inn, was flatter than a witch's tit. It was. You couldn't drink it. Did um, the away end feel empty, Lance? I know you said there's a few no, empty no, seats. Did it, it feel like empty. there were loads not there? No. It wasn't empty, but I could. you could, you know, you can tell if a game is only 2,000. 600 there particularly for the first half i think people sort of moved around a bit afterwards and just stood with their mates and stuff but next to me there was there was like four seats that just weren't there for the first half so it does make a difference even if it is a few hundred that just don't turn up on the day it does mean you know if you when you take that sort of percentage off the total capacity it's it does make a difference i think Chap, how are you? Got a, oh, well. 
Oh, that discussion point Martin Webb's put on there, I disagree with him. Which one? Can, you might need to read it out. Yeah, no, be- uh, better that he's banned for Burnley rather than Liverpool, though. Every cloud. Yeah, you I disagree. I disagree. I'd rather beat Burnley and then him get a yellow card there, and us potentially. You know, we've got to pick our points here, and we've got a lot more chance of beating Burnley than we have of beating Liverpool. So I'd rather have Neves for that game, to be honest. Yeah, well, I just don't I mean, know. You just don't know what teams are going to turn up, do you? So. Yeah, we Liverpool, could... and they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, which Wolves team? Did I? But because we could be really drab and just lose to Burnley, and then suddenly turn up on Saturday and play Liverpool off the bar. Well, not off the bar. That happen, is it? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> Things that won't happen. Part one. Um, Harry, how much should that side be beating Burnley? Oh, the Wolves side. Yeah, I mean, there's not a god-given right, is there? But you, you expect better. Well. We've mentioned no Neves, no Pedence. I mean, Bol is out till at least January. So, I don't know. But, we, I mean, Neves is just a huge miss. And we just got to hope Dendonka comes in and does really well. I don't know uh, what's going to happen against Burnley, I'll be honest. Well, let's uh, turn our attentions to Burnley um, because we're dying to talk about it here. So, um, we'd say, mate, what, what changes would you make? But, I mean, he hasn't exactly got loads of options, has he, Harry? I mean, you, you've sort of touched on the injury list and suspended so never suspended Pedence will be out um, no expected return through December um, which is from tomorrow time recording for Neto, Johnny, Mascara Bolly um, he says we might see one or two in January to improve the squad that's players coming in he said that there won't be any leaving which is um, <laughs> you just don't know do you um, but what, what changes can he make just Traore in it Start Traore because Trincao had an absolute stinker, but so did Huang. So if he's going to, you assume he'll keep Huang in there. Start Traore. Obviously, Dendonka comes into midfield. And as you were at the back, that's it, really. Unless he goes mad and puts Kundal in, but that ain't going to happen, is it? So that's it. And then we've just got to pray and cross our fingers that nobody gets injured because then we are panicking. We're in another prediction where we've got a home game midweek and half of the opposition seems to be missing. So, I mean, that that's... Uh... That's a positive, isn't it, Bayliss? I think Tarkovsky, Ashley Westwood and, and Ashley Barnes are all out and, and they're they're all decent players that have done Wolves damage, especially last time out, which I think was about 4-0. Yeah, they're not a bad team, but the, the, they've earned their league position as where they are at the moment. And You know what you get with Burnley? They'll be very organised. They'll be a very big physical team and they'll try and shithouse it. And that's essentially what you get. And if I was Wolves, because of the, who's missing, I'd, I'd mix it up a bit. I'd try and overload the midfield or something and give Traore a bit of a free run or or Huang or someone just to try and stretch the game or change the game a little bit because you know how Daishi's going to come and set up and he'll make it difficult for Wolves and they'll lump it forward, try and win the set pieces and that's how they'll try and beat us. So we've seen it before. They've done it to us before. Jack, the the um, the record against Burnley is not very good reading for Wolves fans. I think it's there's one win in the last 10 league meetings and that was in September 2018 to drawn four and lost five. Yeah, maybe one of those teams that we just... Uh, physical, physical teams. Physical, physical, exactly. So, you know, maybe Dendonga coming to the midfield isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, but, um, but yeah, I'd still rather have Neves there, to be honest. And maybe we just don't have the options of any luxury, really, because we are down threadbare. I mean, Jordao, unproven at Premier League level, but he's probably he the... the uh, yeah, what well, the, the next option, isn't it? So, and apart from that... 
what have we got really like i know you mentioned kundal then but we really are down to the bare bones with like uh bolly picking up that injury really feel really bad for daniel podens because he was like the best winger against um west ham and then he's been hit by covid and he's, we've just lost him from the team straight away can he play really when no, no i think he's still in isolation yeah. i think he might be back for the weekend but then again if he has had covid you don't know how long it's actually yeah. going to take him to get over it it's not might still be uh you know feeling a little bit under the weather Jordan Aljack, he came okay. on last night for the under-23s. They lost 5-0 at Agbra. So he made so, a difference then. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if he's going to be uh I'm not if he played for the under-23s. No, I wouldn't have thought so. That's what uh, like Rich put in the comments. He'd rather have one of the under-23s than Den Donker playing in midfield. But Fabio, Fabio yeah. Silva front, is there any place for him oh, in this side? Yeah. It's a 4-4 four, four <laughs> fucking 2. I mean, one play, there's one play you do want against Burnley is Den Donker. At least he's big and gets in the way. Same Can't finish his dinner though, can he? Doesn't, doesn't matter if, if we don't keep him out, then we ain't going to win anything. So, did you see him? Um, we're going to have to do something a bit different. Also, Burnley have had a rest because their game got postponed, didn't it? The weekend, yeah. And you, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if you've seen the pictures flying around where it's snowing, everyone's all anoraked up with woolly hats on big coats, and Sean Dyche just walks out in like his t shirt and inspecting the pictures, <laughs> Hawaiian yeah. shirt, and uh, board shorts, Pro- proper on brand. That, <laughs> Wait, that was a weird one, that one, yeah. Because they, they called it off quite late, considering. Considering yeah. it was, I think, that obviously messed a lot of people about. I did see a, um, I don't know if you one of you shared it in the group, but you see that guy who flew over from Canada to watch it and they, they called it off really late. And uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, Harry Kane replied to him, didn't he? Like, offered him a guest ticket for the next time he's down, but that could be another 10 years if he travelled that far. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been pretty negative there, but there, there was a stat that I found that was Wolves can win at least half of their open, opening 14 games of a top flight campaign for the first time in 42 years. So I, it's not all bad, is it, Bayless? I mean, th- there are reasons to be cheerful, but I think it's those little um, changes. Yes. We haven't played the good ones yet. Let's look at it after halfway. Is what I'd say. You know, we've got Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, United again soon. We've got some big games coming up where it's going to be difficult to get points if we play like we did against Norwich or Palace. That said, mm. if we play like we know we can, like we did against Everton, then we were going to be all right. But I, I think it's fallen quite kindly for Wolves at the moment, and we probably should have more points than what we've actually got. But it, we are weird. We either turn up or it's utterly awful worse it's either I'm, um, way better than Nuno's last year or worse I'm mega I'm I'm really content with how we're doing like, I, I, we've mm. got to try and stop being so negative we're six in the league I know Bailey said we haven't played the really good teams yet but and I know we've been saying about our poor away form recently but I think we've kept the most clean sheets apart from Liverpool and Man City away from home or something like that our away record yeah. I think we're fifth in the league on away form, so it's not it's not conceding goals. It's not conceding goals. It's a problem. It's scoring them. We only scored was it twelve? It's what makes it disappointing though. Is that when we're good, we are really good. We look a proper football team. So when we go and have these dud games, it is there is a reason to moan. I mean, if we'd just been crap all season, we'd have accepted it by now and been like, you know, the Sheffield United fans who just took any positive they could last year. Well, that's the irony though, isn't it? Because yeah. we the first three games of the season were easily the best football that we've seen for a very, very long time. We lost all of them. Yeah. But that's why I said we were six in the league at this point after those first three games. I've just laughed at them and been like, no chance. We're <laughs> 14th. That's what I thought. Yeah. But at the time, so, we were quite positive, Harry, saying, you know. Yeah, we were. Yeah, but I still didn't think we'd go on this run we have. I'll be honest. I thought we'd be uh, like mid table. 
So to be six with the squad yeah. we've got, which just proves because of our we've got like thirteen or fourteen really good players, it just proves if we bolster our squad, we can do stuff. Because the, the starting eleven we've got are obviously good because they've got us to six in the league. With the yeah, not disagreeing, so not disagreeing. My my point is is that if we'd have put away the teams we probably should have as well, we'd be four. Mm. Yeah, it'd be absolutely like, unreal. And it's Brentford those little and sort of like games like that. Letting teams wipe you, letting teams really smash you, and then not going and even having a proper shot against Norwich away. Yeah, teams have runs and spells in the league, but it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, I'm really happy we're sixth, and we have done very, very well when we have, but the, the bad games are bad. Jack, any changes? Um, Apart from the obvious well, ones for through suspensions and well, <laughs> injuries. That's, that's the thing. I, don't, I know Harry's <laughs> mentioned it then, and I've been harping on yeah. about it all year. It's the fact that I've been really concerned about our December run, really concerned about the fact that we're losing players to the African Cup of Nations. And mm-hmm. I've been worried about it ever since the transfer window shut. And yeah. it's just going to be really disappointing now when we go into this really tough December set of fixtures. Granted, we haven't played all the big teams yet and we've got some of them to come, particularly in, in quick succession. That our, our squad just looks thin now. Going into Burnley at home, our, our squad looks too thin on the ground when you're talking about, well, who are we going to bring in? Well, we better bring in our one other midfielder because it's the only choice we've got. And that's not something that the big teams have to, have to deal with. So mm-hmm. I'm just a bit... I'm a bit worried going into this period. I'm happy with how we've done so far. I'm, I really am. And I just wish they'd backed him more because he he knew he needed two or three new players to properly compete. I don't want it to be one of those seasons where it's, oh, what could have been because he hasn't been properly backed. And it could be too late by January if we, you know, because you don't just sign players on the 1st of January either. It can take another month. And by that time, it could have gone really, really bad. So I'm... I'm very well. I'm very pleased with Bruno. I'm really pleased with how he's doing. Like you say, some of the results that we're saying are really bad. They might not be so bad when you actually look at them. Uh, you know, look at them on a waveform as a whole, all these sorts of things. But I, the, the squad is is too thin, and I really hope we don't get punished for it. So on that note, obviously, Dendonka's got to come into the uh, into the uh, midfield, and I'd like to see Traore in. I don't really care whether it's a Trinkal or Juan because they're both poor. Um, and then apart from that, what else have you got on the bench really? Marcel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, then I'm actually sure oh, that, that's the thing, my, yeah. My, um, Fabio, Fabio, exactly, which is, a, which is a joke in itself. Um, the, I mean, the, the bench from Norwich was Huber, Marcel, Molden, Silver, Ruddy, Dendonka, Traore, Kundal. We didn't, we didn't have enough. Did we have enough players? Two that's keepers, no, we had eight subs, didn't we? Two keepers, yeah. it's not good enough, is it, for a team mm-hmm. that's currently sitting in sixth in the Premier League? And we, Harry, we keep hearing Bruno, and I don't know if it's because Nuno was completely the opposite, very cards close to his chest way of doing press conferences and, and whether that's sort of overshadowing it a little bit. But it's, it does seem that every single press conference, Bruno will say, we've got a really, really difficult December coming up. We're going to have to get points on the board now so that we're not in the shit in December and you don't, you can't sack me, board, because look at that, run, you haven't backed me. What do you think? Yeah, well, first of all, I've loved his honesty since he come in. He's been really refreshing with that. And also, it's clever because he is just giving himself that little safety net. And I think, hopefully, we, we know what Wolves fans are like, all football fans. Hopefully, if we do go on a bit of a disaster run now and do, don't get a win in five, we can't get on his back. No way. It's not his fault, is it, Bruno? If you are going to point the finger at anyone, it is the board and that. So, let's not give Bruno Large any hard time. I know we've moaned about his substitutions and things like that. That's just little things, isn't it? He ain't Pep Guardiola, for God's sake. He ain't perfect. But, yeah, I love his honesty. He's talking facts in all of his press conferences. And, yeah, I uh, hope for his sake 
we can continue plugging away and getting these little draws and wins. And then he's got to be back in January because one thing that did concern me, he did keep banging on about the classic, which they did in the summer, is if it's not the right deal, we're not just going to sign people for the sake of it, which yeah. we can't just keep doing that again. We might have to just take a gamble on someone and it might go wrong. We've just got to get bodies in. I mean, they're going to have to get fans out the crowd soon and put a shirt on them because it's getting silly. <laughs> Uh, let's do a score prediction Bayless we'll edge it 1-0 uh, Jack I, I really don't like this one I really don't know how to call it I'm not liking the fact they've had a few days extra rest really um, mm. that's one concern particularly when we've had a busy obviously got to play then, then again on the Saturday I, I, I really don't know with this one I'm going to go 1-1 uh, 1-1 Harry uh, so I'm not going to go 4-1 anymore because it never it never happens and it always jinxes us. Um, and Molyneux that can't fill up, all the fans will be sat there expecting us to win. It'll be really cold. The atmosphere will be dead and we'll lose 1-0. Oh, God. I think they're going to win 2-1. Um, and and I, I think I made the point last time is that nobody can complain about not going to get in a ticket for games if, if Molyneux isn't full on Wednesday, in my opinion. Just, it just... The more I see it now and I go, actually, because it's the first time they've gone to general sale for, when was the last time? Uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't happen letters. very often. I mean, one, one, little ca- one little caveat there, a little asterisk by that is the fact there's probably like four or 500 tickets left now is because Burnley returned to the whole bottom tier yeah. of the quadrant. So, because although they've been on general sale, they haven't necessarily been on general sale for the whole amount of time. They're quite no, recent true, additions. True. So... Partly, I mean, I, I, I do agree that partly there's a lot of people now say, sort of saying the uh, where's all the it's a closed truck shop brigade, people who can't get tickets because can they not get tickets or can they only not get tickets when it's... The ones Man that were United. being really mouthy around Man United at home. And yeah, Man United and not on Amazon Prime. So <laughs> yeah. there, there are two parts to it, but also part of it is because Bernie's support is just shit for a Premier League team. <laughs> if you can't, if you oh, can't yeah. sell out and the quadrants yeah. for a Premier League Jack, game... Jack, like, that isn't fair. It is very difficult I, to finish up. Finishing the mill at six. Oh, no, here we go. To all grab the He's one offensive comment to the week. He's yeah, it's, it's, quite poor, it's quite it's quite poor to not be able to sell half the quadrant though, in it for a Premier League game. Yeah, I think. Do so. you not think? I think that's yeah, quite definitely. Poor. Yeah, really poor on your on your sort of for size of the fan base. That's less than a thousand tickets basically you've sold for a, for a Premier League fixture. It's not like a Carling Cup game. So that's it's yeah. a proper football club. I don't knock them for it. I'm not. Mm. I'm sure it is a proper. I'd football rather club that. I'd it, rather it, that than a, than two thousand tourists. Well, they've been punching above their weight for a long time, and I agree. Fair play to them, but but I am knocking them on a big, ga- big game for them on a Wednesday night. It is a big game for them, exactly. They're, they're, they're struggling, aren't they? They're down yeah. there. They're down. It's a big there. game. I know it's I know it's not convenient, but it's not it's not the worst midweek away trip in the country, is it? Really, it's. Mm. I know it's. I honestly think it's not helped by the fact it's Amazon, so everybody can watch it for seven pound, or most people have already got a subscription, and it's mm. also that fifteen minutes earlier, which doesn't help people when yeah, you're saying it was half seven, seven not yeah. not quarter to eight or eight o'clock. So yeah, it's, I'm not completely slating them, but like I think that's a bit of a poor show if you kind of you fill half the quadrant. Like, you had to have left work at five from Burnley to make it to Wolverhampton just prob- in time. Well, oh, before, 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 that, before yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Think about traffic, yeah, but yeah, but you know, but you know, that's football, isn't it? Sometimes well, it's it's modern day football, isn't it? Let's face it, we always get fucks around with kickoff times and games moving and stuff it's just something you've got to deal with you know if you're going to moan about not being able to go to man united at 8 p.m on a saturday then you know 
room for maneuver. Uh, anyway, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Oh, we're doing betting before Liverpool. Fair enough. Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be relevant to the yeah, Burnley I've game. Got right? on the Burnley game. So um, <laughs> the one that I fancy, I, I know that he gets a lot of stick, but I think Den Donker's going to prove him wrong and get the goal. So thirty-five to one, I thought it was a pretty decent price. Wrong. Can't finish. Oh, pro- probably, but <laughs> we haven't had a fantastic hit rate so far. No, that's <laughs> to be fair. Also, I did, I did I, put a ten. I put a ten on three one to Maido at the weekend. And me, I thought, oh, if this comes <laughs> in, me. I'm going to kick myself. Jack wins four grand, so I got. To I, go I, put, I put us to score three goals, and we didn't even have three shots. I put a ten <laughs> on Tomato any time. I did. And I was like, go on, son. He had that one little one. The new Raul put him through, but then it went out for a goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like Tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jimenez 2-0, 28-1. They're not great. They're not really. One that's probably stands a better chance. Roman Sace to score first. 2-1 Wolves is 60-1, to one, which isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. And then I found a little special, which is both Wood and Jimenez to score, and yeah. both Semedo and Brownhill to be carded. Oh, there's probably some good value in that. 250-1. to one. Well, this is interesting because obviously people might be listening to this podcast like Thursday before the Liverpool yeah. game, and like we could look yeah. like geniuses now if you've got one of them right, mate. <laughs> That's what we should have done. We should have just yet this year. We had one, we had one come in, I think. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Martin Webb, Martin Webb in the comments wants uh, two ones to made at any time. So you guys, big odds that. You guys be about chat. well, that'd be about fifth, 50, 50 just no. tomato with Wolves to win. No, two one to be less. Oh, two one. So yeah, but like oh, 75. I don't think I'd be loads in it. I think 60 to 1. 160. Oh, well, if you want to go and throw away some cash. <laughs> Are you feeling quite confident about the um, Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to have a couple of weeks off drinking to just really <laughs> take some advantage. <laughs> uh, what, just... what, what, what day are oh, we doing on. that? What, what day are we, do we have to pay? Boxing Day, I think. Is it any I, th- game I thought you said you weren't going Boxing Christmas. Day. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick one after. Don't you worry. Jack. Don't pick, you're going to wait for Guinness, Saturday. <laughs> Jack, before you go on to the ticket news, right? Yeah. Did you see that your ticket news actually helped someone? They commented on Facebook. I, I did see that, yeah. I was I'm like, actually... I nearly fell off my chair. I thought no one ever listened. I thought everyone turned <laughs> off or skipped <laughs> well, the ticket news. How many <laughs> episodes is this? Space, so. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so take 170 episodes and it's actually helped somebody. Um, there you go, see? As long as we help one person. It's all worth it, as long as that person listens for 500 hours. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we spoke about Burnley just, uh, in case you didn't realise there's tickets left on general sale uh, for people who, who need them. But I think everybody who's got one now is probably aware of that. And most people would rather not be freezing cold, getting rained on in the North Bank and just stick Amazon Prime on, to be honest. So uh, we'll leave in it which at that. She missed an absolute cracker if you listen on Thursday and we won 9-0 yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> home games against Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah, good luck with those. Um Sold out, and they um, the Boxing Day game, so the Watford game, which is always popular, isn't it? Boxing Day game, probably not helped by the fact it's nearly kick off at half 12. That's on sale to the membership plus members, um, as of today, actually, as of the 30th. So I'd imagine they won't hang around too long, to be honest, but there are some left at the moment. The away games, there is been nothing really more to announce, really, apart from the fact that uh, Man City it's now sold out and Brighton did eventually sell out as well after getting quite far down, but um. If if you again if you go on the uh, the Wolves uh, buy and sell groups, I'm sure you'll be able to get a few Brighton tickets. No danger if you really want them because people are still trying to shift quite a few of them. But um, officially, 
all sold out, which is going to be good because at least, uh, especially for that midweek game at Brighton, there's going to be a good crowd there from the Wolves fans. Definitely more than Burnley are bringing to Molyneux tomorrow night. Actually, Jack, whilst you're onto that, if um, Watford on Boxing Day, I am actually looking for a couple of tickets for family members. So if anyone loves the Wolves less than they love their family and isn't going, please, <laughs> please do get in touch because the Bayless family, we're all up for the football. <laughs> Richard's got his. <laughs> Richard's going in the comments there. Oh, sorted. Uh, right, okay. Um, let's have a look at the Ballon d'Or nomination. There's no Wolves players on it, weirdly. Um, <sighs> so Cody. a little bit disappointed. Cody was at le- 11, I think, and it was only, it's only the top 10, isn't it? Um, Harry, I think you mentioned Jorginho. He came in at number three. Messi won it again, and it's just, it, it sort of bodes a question. What do you have to do to win it apart from being Lionel Messi because that's all it yeah. seemed to be because he's you know some people say he's been carrying Barcelona just just what they've been like without him and stuff but I think Lewandowski won most of the things that he could have possibly won last season yeah. bar Champions League he, he would have been my winner I'll be honest but I, I don't watch a lot of European football if I'm completely honest I only really watch the Premier League so the Salah being seventh was weird and then don't who, get it who was third do you want me to give you the list? I'll give you, I'll give you the Jorginho. list. Yeah. Number one, it was Messi. Then Lewandowski at two. Jorginho third. Benzema, um, the blackmailer at four. Number five, Kante. Ronaldo at six. I don't know what Ronaldo's done the past couple of years for Juventus and obviously done nothing for United. Yeah. this calendar year, isn't it? Is it this calendar year? Um, calendar year it is, yeah. Yeah. Is, is Benzema alleged or has he actually been convicted? Uh, he got a suspended sentence. Uh, Mo Salah seven, uh, De Bruyne eight, Mbappe at nine. Again, don't know what he did. Uh, Donnarumma at ten. It's quite weird for a goalkeeper, and actually, it's only ever strikers that win it. I think it's only a Cannavaro, who's a yeah, central uh, defender, that's ever. Can you believe Michael Owen won it once? Won it. Mad, didn't it? When he was a little whipper, he yeah. was unbelievable. Was it two thousand? Yeah. Oh, one, I think. It was when they won the yeah, treble. Ah, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, who who would have been your top three? I don't think it would have been the Lewandowski had to win it for me. I think Salah should have been the top three as well, and maybe Messi yeah, in there. Um, I still think Ronaldo's better than Messi. By the way, That's, I've always yeah. been Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. It's a debate at the moment. He's carrying that United team. They both they both not done it in Italy. Um, <laughs> one last thing. And I was going to tell you about this earlier, but I thought oh, I'll save it for the podcast because happy St. Andrew's Day, everybody. Time recording it is uh, St. Andrew's Day, which is a Scottish holiday. So I thought, well, let's go around in a circle and see how many Scottish Wolves players we can all remember from the past and see how long that lasts. Because I reckon <laughs> it should good. it should last at least a couple of rounds. And I've pretty much got my own list. And I think i've got the definitive list but there might be ones where i might have to check but we can check it live um i mean everyone's going to be looking at the comment section now trying to trying to steal an yeah, answer yeah. but um to be quick to be quick harry we'll start with you yeah i'll start off with kenny miller bayless andy gray jack neil collins oh yes uh harry alex ray bayless colin cameron Yes, Jack. Kevin MacDonald. Yes, Harry. Christoph Berra. Yes, Bayliss. Oh, Getting man. into dodgy yeah, territory yeah, here. Struggling. You might have to go old school. 
my phone is over here. It's not on. Um, <laughs> go go for a Wolves. Go, 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 go for a Wolves player in the 1970s that was compared to like Frank Lampard. Played alongside uh, Kenny Hibbert. I think Babis has lost them. Anybody? Anyone? I'm lost. I've seen. I've seen the ones. Alec. I've seen the ones. I've seen all the ones in the comments, but I'm not going to use that. That is cheating. Oh um, yeah, and I've missed the one. Yeah. Should yeah. Barry's be out because this has been so yeah, nice. Right, I'll show the ones in the comments because then it keeps it easy. So in the comments, we've had Kevin Kyle and Stephen Fletcher, which is fair enough. They're correct. Uh, okay, Jack... I'll go for a. Uh... Oh, sorry, Jack... it's Jackie Na- McNamara. Oh, that's who. Yes, was it was it really. <laughs> it was. Uh, hold on, there's another one. That one, uh, Charlie Mulgrew. Oh, yes. Was he, was he Scottish? Yeah, was he yeah, Scottish? yeah. I don't yeah. know. Mulgrew, what I thought so. Mulgrew. Oh, I've got another one as well. Now I'm getting I'm down to uh, the nitty gritty. This is. Someone said Nigel Quasi. That's a great Oh, Chris, Chris Ilumo. Oh, oh yes, one. Lee yeah. Griffiths. Lee Griffiths. Lee oh, Griffiths. Oh, yeah. oh no, back round to Jack. Oh damn it. Lee. We've had Kenny Miller, haven't we? Yeah, I said that. Um, Jesus, it's hard now. It's difficult. Have we had a keeper? I'm trying to think if I had a keeper on my list. Mate, I'm um, struggling now, so... Yeah, you've had Uluwimo, haven't you? Yeah. We've had Cameron okay. Martin. There's a, I've got a centre-back from the, like, 70s. Oh, and I think I I think, I think Bayliss's, Bayliss's dad would probably say one of the best centre-backs I've ever seen. And his, his initials are FM. Frank Monroe. Uh, Frank Monroe is, yes. It wasn't your go because well, you were I out mean, ages ago. Jack, are you out? Because I am. I <laughs> yeah, think. I think I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you probably want that. Yeah, you could have Willie Carr as well. That was the... Um, yeah, that Carr went on longer than I thought, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's what she said. Excellent. Um, if there, there are probably more that um, I can't People remember or, or think of. Yeah, screaming at their, uh, their speakers. All gone. There isn't the moment, is there? Just thinking I about it. No. I can't think of a keeper. I don't know. There's none in the squad at the moment or on the fringes. There's going to be like really like obscure ones that hardly break. McCarthy era. Yeah, like on the verge. No, people will know, but it'd be like somebody made two appearances or something silly. Yeah. Jackie McNamara was a great shot. Charlie Mulgrew, I was proud of that. That just come to me because I was thinking of McNamara and then the the M came to me. Anyway, I don't want to put (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about about Liverpool. Mark Clyde. Does Mark Clyde Scottish? No. He was. He was. But, no, he's English. No, he's English. I, I think Clyde is just in Clyde is in Scotland. Did Jason yeah. Scotland? No, that's not a thing. Um, do we need to talk about Liverpool? I'm trying yeah. to think of you. We, we should. We should. I, I yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it depends what happens at, at the. Um... Shall we? Shall we now just say uh, like two reactions? Say two different reactions to how Burnley went. Be like, oh, Burnley was great. <laughs> oh, Burnley was rubbish. <laughs> now it's Liverpool, and people can pick which one they want. Well, you are really um, going to speak to Henry Jackson, ain't you, Sam? So you might we'll yes. release that Thursday. Yeah, this is Anfield. Have um, have sent some questions through. Um, I mean, we could ask 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 you them now if you want. Um, I mean, it's more of a Wolves persuasion, but I, I don't know how how we'd approach a Liverpool game to be honest, because we're going to be in exactly the same situation, aren't we, Harry? It's going to be. I mean, Neves will inevitably be come back into the side, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's going to be that that tug of war. I mean. Pedence walks straight back in, doesn't he? Well, it, obviously, because we're speaking before Burnley, it depends how 
Trincao, Huang and Traore do if one of them have a good game? Maybe not. Mm. And obviously recovering from COVID, maybe not. For me, I mean, I'm not a tactical genius or a Premier League manager. What? I would love to just... Because <laughs> it's Liverpool and obviously they are amazing and it's inevitable that they're going to pin us back for large periods of the game. I think we might have to go back to the old Nuno Classic, sit deep and try and hit him on the break with Adama. Because he's caused them a lot of problems in the past, hasn't he, when we played them? I think back to that Jimenez header. Remember that one? When we lost 2-1. So that's it really, isn't it? They're, yeah, they're one of the best teams in the world. We've just got to try and hope we can catch them cold, hit them on the break a few times and try and uh, scrape a victory. But it's going to be a really tough game. <laughs> I mean, Jack, I suppose you you echo that. Yeah, I'm not holding up much hope, to be honest with you. I think oh, Burnley, Jota. as I said it before, they're old Jotty, yeah, good shout. Um, oh, not Scottish. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, he's not Scottish. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, it, we just want us to turn up and have a go, don't we? And as I said earlier, you just don't know with this Wolves team whether we'll have a really poor performance tomorrow night and then suddenly just uh, you know, up turn up on Saturday. So I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of the fact that you know we've got a, quite a quick turnaround as well, and it's a busy week for everybody really with the way Amazon Prime have, have uh, put it all together. But but we'll see. Who knows? But I. If you offered me the choice now, as long as we beat Burnley, I don't, I don't really mind about Liverpool. And I said last last week that we needed four points from Norwich and Burnley just to give us that safety net going into this tough run of fixtures, really. And if we get that, then it's a free hit in my book. Just do what you got to do and have a go. And if you somehow manage to get a point out of nowhere, then brilliant. If you lose three nil, but you've had a crack, oh well. Bayless, uh, I bet Traore is absolutely chomping at the bit for this one, isn't he? Because yeah, to be honest, know, spoken of him of Scottish footballers. Uh, Huey Curran oh, yeah. and also someone that we've all stood and booed and given loads of abuse to you of <laughs> the, the dodgy dealer the, the bankrupt man Michael McIndoe that's Scottish uh, yes okay. oh, oh, yes my wow. oh my yeah. god Barry Douglas oh everybody is oh, going to be Douglas. shouting at Barry Jesus. Douglas oh, oh, feels so stupid it's quite a lot actually one Barry I know <laughs> that isn't Scottish <laughs> Oh dear, um, um, Liverpool. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. No sorry, free it doesn't matter oh. as long as Jota doesn't score four. I'm happy. Uh, Darren Ferguson is on the on the list of Scottish players as well. Um, score prediction against Liverpool, Harry. Uh, like you say, let's just imagine now that we beat Burnley three <laughs> 0 we'll be full of confidence. <laughs> I think we're going to get a really battled one-one draw. Very proud performance. Jack. 2-0 defeat. Like, I don't think we'll get battered and I don't think we'll let in that many goals, but I think, you know, the, the, from the showing, particularly in front of goal against Norwich, I don't have much hope for us scoring that many. So I think 0-2 nil, nil Liverpool. And Bayliss? 3-1 Liverpool. 3-1 Liverpool, excellent. Uh, Kevin Kyle, Dougie Freeman. Uh, they're also <laughs> on the uh, Scottish <laughs> These, these are very recent, now. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just looking looking through these. Uh, it wouldn't be very good if you sort of. Uh, anyway, let's let's uh, let's leave that for this week. Um, lovely little bit of quiz action there. We enjoyed that. Um, best of luck if you are travelling to Molyneux against Burnley, and likewise um, if you're going up against Liverpool as well. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yeah, just quickly before I say bye. Obviously, Thursday, you mate Henry, you'll drop that with your Sam. Yeah. Another thing as well, don't know why this has just come to me as we we're finishing. I wouldn't even plan to say this. I went back through our old DMs on Twitter, Instagram. I didn't go on Facebook. Uh, obviously, the Wall 77 Club. And there was a little spell we went through 
about a year ago where people from outside of the UK, from like New Zealand, Australia, were sending us messages and saying where they're listening from, things like that. And we used to read them out. So if you're listening outside of the UK, just drop us a little message. And then Bayliss has managed to go around every single country in the world and offend everybody. So now they don't. (laughs) Even if you're in Ireland, mission accomplished. Um, I also have a personal target to offend in some way. Wherever Even if you're in Scotland, if you're in Scotland and you're like, heroin, no, we've done the Scottish. Uh, we've done the Scottish. Oh, okay. Just anywhere in the world, I'll find something. It's enjoyable, I think, but it always blows my mind when someone in Australia is like, "Yeah, I listen." When I'm driving down the east coast <laughs> with a barbecue on me van, I'm like, "Bloody hell, that's weird." We had messages like that's that. Really unsafe. I read one, and we must have read it back out back in the day. And he said, like, he drives down somewhere in Auckland, New Zealand, and he listens to like WM, so he's listening to like the M5 and the M6 updates. <laughs> like, <laughs> as he's driving along. And, well, clear for me. Sorry, and bye. Goodbye. Yeah, I said Berra. Yeah, we said Berra. Morris Ross. Do you remember Morris Ross? He was crap, wasn't he? He was Scottish. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Jack Williams. Isn't he from the IT crowd? Kevin McDonald. Said that. Said that. He said Malcolm Finlayson, my dad's just You said go on for hours, bye, everybody. Oh, never <laughs> <laughs> it's all the ones from the 50s and 60s and stuff. And it's a goodbye from Bayliss. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. That's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.